Hello, this is your host, Jake McKelting, and welcome to the Jake McKelting Show, a podcast where I sit down with speakers, singers, songwriters, musicians, sports personalities, actors, radio broadcasters, and a slew of many other professionals from a broad range of fields. This news conversation, author and staff writer for The Athletic, Joshua Cloak, provides his outlook on the growth of Major League Soccer, top players signing in Saudi Arabia, future of Toronto FC, and more, as well as the latest buzz in Leafland. Now, with that being said, I hope you enjoyed the episode. Hello, Joshua. Welcome to the show. Hey, thanks for having me. How are you today? I'm 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 doing well, and I think uh, you know what a weekend of uh, Super Bowl festivities that are happening now, and uh, obviously the big games that are happening with 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 the Chiefs and 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 um, uh, the Ravens there, and then you saw the the Lions and the Forty ers and I mean, did anybody see that coming from the Forty ers that come back um, when they were down early? uh to the lions and what a run they've had and i know that they've they blew that lead but i mean did you ever see that coming from the 49ers to pull that off uh i guess late in that game especially in that second half well you're if if i'm being honest you're probably asking the wrong guy uh my hard drive space for for the nfl is is pretty limited um as you can tell by what i'm wearing i'm i'm more of a, a european uh, football guy. I, you know, I, I, you, when you have a, a kid at home and, and you, you try and, you know, balance the work and life, you, you gotta pick and choose like how much, you know, sports you watch. I, I was watching a little bit. I, I was, I was watching some of the, um, you know, the second quarter and yeah, it looked like, um, the lions had kind of put them to bed. And, and if I'm being honest, my wife and I were kind of, watching and having a, a conversation about the lions and how they seem to be this team that at least outsiders, you know, like my wife kind of had forgotten about. She's like the lions, where are they from again? Um, and uh, which I guess speaks to the lions in a, in a broader scale, but no, I didn't, I didn't watch the end. I, I, so I didn't see the comeback. Um, I'm sure there's people more astute than me that can, you know, describe why that happened. But, um, you know, I guess you get, um, I, I was watching the first game, most of the first game and and you get Taylor Swift in the Super Bowl. And I think that probably makes a lot of people at the NFL happy. That's my take. That's a completely unoriginal take, but that's where I'm at with the Super Bowl. For sure. And I guess they could just, uh, they could just swap out the, the Super and the Super Bowl title and just put Swift Bowl because I guess, um, 2024 will be the Swift Bowl um, theme to the whole thing. And I guess now um, now that we're actually going to be talking about soccer, and I know because you're a big fan, I know that you cover it a lot, especially when it comes to Toronto FC and sort of Canadian soccer um, in particular. Um, when you look at this TFC team and you see how they're built and they have players like Insigne and Bernadeschi, and and one time, one moment, they had Mimo Crescido who went back to Genoa Um when you look at this team now, the way that they're constructed and the players that they have, especially the young, the young and upcoming DeAndre Kerr and, and and players like that, what do you see in that in, in in this team now compared to that team when they won the MLS Cup uh, years ago? Well, they certainly don't have as balanced a roster as they did in 2017, and what they certainly lack are players with MLS. Uh, experience. Um, I remember talking to people around the club um, in 2015 and 2016 when, you know, they couldn't get over the hump 
2016 in particular, and it was clear that the team had understood that they have, you know, high-end stars. And you go back, like, they had that three-headed monster of Javinko, Bradley, and Altador, which, you know, I, I hope we uh, kind of appreciate as, as uh, a, a real force in Toronto sports history. But, you know, the club realized they needed to bring in players that understood MLS. They had game breakers. They needed players that understood MLS, understood the travel, understood the schedule. Um, and that's when you look at Stephen Betashore, Drew Moore, um, even like Clint Irwin, guys like that, it, who they felt they needed to bring in players, um, not necessarily around the margins, but were kind of right on par in terms of um, importance, right? They knew that Altador and Javinko would be able to score, um, but they needed players who could, you know, usher in young guys and just provide stability. I just don't feel that the stability and the MLS experience is in that roster right now. And you, you could go, you know, even further back, you know, like you're looking at, again, Eric Zavaleta, uh, Nick Haglin, those were players that had a really important role on that 17 team. Uh, the MLS experience isn't there on this team when it came to roster building a few years ago. I think Bill Manning in particular really wanted to go in on, on high-end stars that would bring fans to BMO Fields. We've seen the result of that kind of top-heavy approach, um, and it's difficult to build a roster, so it's a work in progress, but I think that's the biggest difference. You know, now they have these high, high, high-end stars but it's a very top heavy roster. Um, and I think that next step is going to be to figure out a, how to bring along some of the young players and, and B how to find more players with, with MLS experience. For sure. And I guess also um, the, the whole thing with the MLS this year, and, and you're seeing it with obviously with the additions that people are making now and teams that are making with obviously Lionel Messi coming over to, to major league soccer from, um from his club in PSG to Inter Miami to now you're seeing Luis Suarez arrive to join that that force of Messi, Busquets and now Alba and the Barcelona guys are now reunited all in one place and now that you're also seeing Saudi Arabia you're seeing players of high stature go to Saudi Arabia to play as well you know who followed Ronaldo um, uh, to that direction as well. I mean, Kareem Benzema went there and uh, Neymar. Um, and now you're seeing sort of the growth of Saudi Arabia football now um, slowly increase. Uh, mm -hmm. But now also you're also seeing that effect of, I guess, players who don't want to be in Saudi Arabia after they made the move there. Because now we're seeing Kareem Benzema sort of regret the move that he's made there. And now he's wanted to come back over and play back in European football and, and maybe even English football in the Premier League, I've heard. Um, what do you make of this whole thing about Saudi, Saudi Arabia and these uh, big star players come to Major League Soccer as well? Well, I mean, un until we do see a, a player of real stature going from Europe to Saudi Arabia, then to MLS, I, I you know, I'll kind of believe it when I see it. We haven't seen a real, you know, prime example of that yet. Um, look, it's it happens in pro sports all the time. You know, players are 
sold a bill of goods. They go to a place. Um, it, it doesn't go as planned once you actually get your boots on the ground. Um, the difference, I think, in, in you know, North American sports is that you don't have to then travel across an ocean to find a, a new team. You, 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 you know, you ask for a trade or, or, or whatever, and you just stay within, you know, one league. Um, I think MLS is becoming an increasingly kind of uh, interesting proposal for a lot of high-end players. But I say that when I, with an asterisk, I think that yes, you know, obviously Messi is the prime example, but we can look at, you know, players like Insigne as well. And there are high-end players that have come to MLS, but those players have gone to very specific markets, right? I, I think when we look at MLS, I think if you're a, a player, an elite, you know, player who's played in Europe and you have an interest in North America, I, I hope I'm not generalizing, but, you know, it's usually in places like Los Angeles or New York, places where your brand can find a home and you could take advantage of other sponsorship opportunities that perhaps you couldn't in some of the mid and lower tier markets in MLS. Um, you know, to bring it back to Toronto FC, one thing they did very well when they were building a championship roster was they catered to players with families. That was a genuine part of their recruitment strategy because they knew that Toronto is a safe city, is a clean city generally, with uh, uh, great education opportunities. And so if you're a player that is, you know, in your late 20s, early 30s, and you have a family, um, you maybe aren't as interested in, you know, some of the typical things that, LA, you know, Miami wasn't there at the time, but Florida um, and New York can offer in terms of nightlife, that kind of thing. And that's why you, you, they were able to bring the likes of, of Drew Moore and Stephen Betashore to Toronto. So, and that, that you know, Javinko as well, and 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 that holds for, for Bernadeschi and Insigne, both of whom have children. So you are going, if you're MLS and you're those teams, you have to understand that, you know, LA, the two teams in LA and Miami and New York, they will have a bit of a competitive advantage in terms of recruiting players. It's whether or not some of the mid and lower tier teams um, in smaller markets can attract players. What are the things that they can offer as a city that, you know, other cities who have the opportunity or who can present opportunities to increase a player's brand what can those smaller cities offer? Um, and that's where you need really, really intelligent, um, you know, people in front offices. Like, I don't think it's a surprise as well when we look at some of those smaller markets um, who are, you know, who have teams that are succeeding. Uh, look at Columbus, MLS champs. You know, look at who's at the helm there. Tim Bezpachenko and Corey Ray, who were at the helm of Toronto FC's 2017 MLS Cup win. So that's going to be important too in terms of attracting big name uh, talent, but it's coming, right? I, I, Antoine Griezmann is one player that I suspect is in MLS sooner rather than later, and you know it's it's just going to take more and more players for that that wall to be broken down, I guess. Absolutely, and I guess in in, in terms of what you're hearing in, in terms of the the players that could be on the move to MLS from from big clubs like Atletico Madrid and and La Liga or 
uh, leagues outside. Do you do you hear something on Antoine Griezmann that you that you suspect that he will be arriving in in Major League Soccer rather soon? No, it's just what I've read. That's all, and and I just think that he's he's alluded multiple times that he loves the NBA and he loves the North American lifestyle. I don't have any inside intel whatsoever. I'm not, you know, a a, a Spanish or you know La Liga reporter. I just think that you know it's 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 trending in that direction given what he said publicly, and that's all you know we can go on right now. For sure. And I guess now that we've talked about soccer, I want to talk about the most important team and I guess the most concerning team of all um, is the beloved Toronto Maple Leafs, I guess. Um, And I want to talk about them because they're not only a cause for concern, but they're also a team that takes you on a roller coaster ride through each game and each season. Um, And it seems to happen quite frequently. And and we're seeing it now again, uh, this time, this season. Um, you know, they've had a rocky start and uh, they came flying out of the gates and then sort of they weren't expected to to play this good to start the season. And then sort of they hit their wall and they started to lose games and they started to hit a losing streak. And now people are calling for the firing of Keefe and, and people are saying that this guy should be replaced by Craig Berube and and uh, who could be next uh, as, as their head coaching duties. Um, when you look at this team and... I I don't I don't want to harp on 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 some of these players, but there's been a, a huge concern with Ryan Reeves, who hasn't really been effective uh, as of late. And and I know, yes, he scored the goal uh, that was a big goal in, in Winnipeg uh, the other night. But we also have to talk about the inconsistency with this with this roster and the way it's built. This roster right now is not built for the playoffs. Would you agree with that? Because this this whole thing with the the defense has been poor um uh, as as of late and there's nothing to sugarcoat that and i think that's blatantly clear on 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 people um what do you make of this roster construction this season do you think it there needs to be more tinkering happening before the deadline or after the deadline what do you make of this roster well lots to unpack there um i mean i think first things first when you talk about you know, Sheldon Keefe and Craig Brube and people are calling for, like, I, I, I just think we have to be, or I shouldn't say we, I just think I try to be a little more careful of what people shout into the ether on Twitter. Like you can, you can look at uh, Blue Jackets Twitter. You can look at, you know, Anaheim Ducks Twitter. You can look at Dallas Stars Twitter and you will always find, people online who are upset about something it's very easy to get negative when there are no repercussions online so like i i don't know i wouldn't put too much stock in what a lot of people say online right if you do that it becomes very easy to um you know fall into just the the, the giant sentiment that that a large group of angry people have right like you can you can watch a Leafs win you can watch a convincing Leafs win and you can go on Twitter and you can find people still upset it doesn't mean the Leafs played poorly and I don't think what people say on Twitter should be an indictment of you know an organization uh do do fans have you know the right to be critical you know when they're paying money yeah that that's the nature of it 
right? Um, but I just, I don't know. Uh, are like, so there's that. And like, in terms of the roster, like, have some of the signings, especially the, the marquee signings, have they not gone as well as hoped? Sure. I think you could get a, I think Tyler Pertuzzi, you know, could stand to, to produce more offense. Uh, I, I think Max Domi could probably stand to produce a little bit more too, right? And those are two of the biggest name signings. The defense, you know, I I, I think it was always kind of labeled as a work in progress. Um, and I do think, you know, the, the defense as, as constructed um, requires some upgrades to play, you know, or, or just to prepare for, yeah, that, that playoff style of, of hockey, you know, that, that kind of shutdown style of hockey that I think you you've outlined. Um, so, yeah, I, I, I think they're improving. I, I, I wouldn't, I think there are players on the roster that, that probably deserve, you know, longer looks. And, and I always think that there's the, the first course of action when you're trying to improve a roster is to examine what you have internally first before just trying to trade away assets. And, you know, I, I, I know when you talk about inconsistency, I think, you know, Timothy Lilligren has had an up and down season, but I think he's a player that generally is trending in the right direction. And I think he probably warrants a, a longer look, um, you know, and, and I think Nick Robertson is another player who is trending in the right direction and, you know, deserves another look. He's not a defenseman, but like, I guess in, he, the, the question was like, does this roster, I think the question was, does this roster need to be improved? Sure. Every roster needs to be improved. Um, it's just whether or not Leafs management believe they want to part with their most prized and most in-demand assets to improve that roster, right? Kyle Dubas in the past uh, went all in on a few teams in particular last year's team, the 2023 playoff team and the 2021 playoff team stick out as teams that he went all in on because he felt at the time those teams offered the best chance to win playoff rounds. And certainly that team in 2021 in the, the Canadian division and that, that, you know, uh, pandemic season, that team had a very clear path towards the final. And yeah, Dubas went all in last year, you know, Ryan O'Reilly, Noel Achari, other players, because he thought this team could win and, and they won a playoff round. Um, I guess the question is, does this team feel that they have a good enough shot to go deep and should they add and are they willing to part with their assets? And I don't know if the Leafs have the answer. Leafs management, I don't know if they have the answer to that question yet. We're still over a month away from the deadline. And I think there's still some answers to to kind of reveal themselves, I guess. For sure. And and I guess um, this whole thing with, with the Leafs, with this Leafs team, and I know that people will complain about it, but um, when you look at their records, and, and I know that... Yes, they haven't really gotten to first place. Well, I mean, they did. I think in the Canadian division, they did. Um, that was the only time they won their the North division. Um, I mean, when you look at their records and their past ones, well, starting from the year that Matthews debuted for the Leafs, um, they had 2016-17 season. They had 40-27, 40-27 and 15. Then they won 49-26 and 7, 46-28 and 8. Um, and now the recent... Uh, years of 54 21 and 7 50 21 11 and now 2023 2024 they're in progress but in that past season they had 111 points 
and that came with flaws as well. Like there was no sugarcoating it as well. They had flaws in every single season, and yet they still put up a hundred point season, and they're still a good team. Um, and they'll find a way to win. Now the the thing I want to point out here as as we're gonna wrap up, I I really want to I can't stress this enough, but. Yeah, they got off to a really rocky start. And yes, they've had a roster that's not barely, I guess, I guess it's not nearly built for playoff hockey, but there's still time. There's lots of hockey left to play. And I wouldn't be surprised. I wouldn't be surprised if you look at the Edmonton Oilers. Yeah, they fired their coach, but their coach wasn't really the reason, I don't think, that they were so bad. I think it's because their top players didn't want to deliver in those moments for his, for their coaching people. Um, and Jay Woodcroft will get another job somewhere. He will, I guarantee it. Um, but the thing that stands out about this Leafs team is that they're going to find a way to go on a run here sooner rather than later. They're going to find a way to go on a run because they have Joseph Wall coming back from injury. Um, and that's going to be a big boost for this team. Yeah, they lost Cali Yarnkrock. But do you see Joseph Wall sort of being that savior, but also Ilya Samsonov holding the fort down and balancing sort of the wins and losses now that he's playing well and, and got his groove back in him again? Yeah, uh, yeah. a few questions there. Um, I mean, we don't know. I, I No one knows or no one can accurately predict whether they're going to go on like a run. Uh, I, I think that, you know, the, the kind of up and down nature of this team, just in terms of what they show, they've shown us in the results. It's, I, I wouldn't kind of guarantee that they would go on any sort of run. Um, the thing that Joseph with Joseph wall, um, I'm a big, you know, believer in Joseph wall, but he's also coming off an, an injury that can really limit a lot of mobility for a goaltender. And I think, you know, the Leafs are are concerned about giving too much too soon in terms of ice time to him um, because the, you know, the nature of an ankle injury and, and again, the, the nature of the movement in the position dictates that, you know, you don't want to aggravate the injury. Uh, you know, a goaltender's movements are, are, you know, can be very erratic as composed or as opposed to a skater's movements, which are, you know, a little more predictable. So I, I don't know if Joseph Wall is going to come back and just, be play as well as he did before it, it would be nice to think that he would but you know we'll see um i think Ilya samsonov doing what he's done in the last three games has you know bought them some some points in the standings but again like goaltenders are voodoo you know my editor has always said that and i agree like it's really re outside of like i mean how many elite completely dependable goaltenders are there in the NHL three, four, right. It's just such a difficult position to predict. So I don't as big of a believers of Joseph wall as I am, I wouldn't put all my chips in on him saving the leaf season because of the injury, because of the, the nature of the position. And because of the fact that it, it, he's, he's one piece of the puzzle, um, so so we'll see. So I don't think it's a guarantee they'll go on a run, but I do think getting the, the goaltender tandem that they want back in the saddle certainly gives them, you know, a little more confidence than they might have had a few months ago. Absolutely. As as wrapping up here, um, last thing, I guess you look at Austin Matthews this season and the 
the pace that he's on to to record 70 plus goals now um he's got 46 games played and he missed one game because he had the flu bug um and he has already 40 goals before the month of february he's got 18 assists for 58 points and he's a plus 14 um he's got five game winning goals and he's got two overtime goals he's got shots on goal 198 and he has a 20.2 shooting percentage his time on ice is 21-14. Face-off percentage is 53.0. Um, I mean, that is just all positives for Austin Matthews all around. I think nobody was surprised if he were to have a breakout year again and, and score 70 goals. I mean, do you think you'll get there? 70 goals is a lot. I don't even know if we can call it a breakout year. Year after year, he's, you know, he's he's just shown that he's probably the greatest goal scorer you know, since Alex Ovechkin, um, and certainly, you know, becoming the the greatest Maple Leaf of all time, uh, seventy goals is a lot. I, I don't know. It feels like he'll get close, but seventy is going to require him to just play through. Like he he's he's already played a lot of hockey. He's not getting you know a lot of time off with the All Star break here. He's going to be an All Star, and he's going to be the the center of of you know the festivities in Toronto February hockey is a grind right players are tired players have bumps and bruises um I'm I'm always wary of of how any player can produce consistently during that stretch if anybody has it in them to you know hit 70 and and make me look foolish it would be Austin Matthews but it's, we, we throw out these numbers, you know, 70 is now the number. Okay, fine. But like that, that's not, if he scores 65, that's still incredible. If he scores 60, that's still incredible. He's doing, you know, the hardest thing in hockey to do, which is score goals consistently. So whether it's 70, whether it's 65, uh, whether it's 60, which is still remarkable, you know, I think we, and I, I just mean people who watch the Leafs, should appreciate what we're seeing because talent like his is, is generational. Um, and you know, it's, it's here and then it's gone. Um, so I, I, I think if nothing else, you know, maybe put the numbers aside and just appreciate what we're seeing because players like him don't come around, you know, very often he can change the game in a way, you know, a small handful of players in the NHL can, um, and just from an entertainment perspective, that's 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 important to, and it's just fun to 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 be a part of and watch. Certainly, and I guess the professional women's hockey, the professional women's hockey league, um, uh, what a start they've already had and and a historic season already, and they're already selling out crowds, and and now they're going to have a three on three showcase, which I'm really excited to see, and uh, I'm curious to see if Sarah Nurse will will uh, recap that. Uh, uh, redo the whole uh, Peter Forsberg attempt at, at the three-on-three showcase again. Um, I'm really curious if she'll do that because I remember at the last All-Star game, um, she went in and she pulled off the pulled off a of Forsberg and um, she'll give a little chuckle at uh, at the camera and uh, uh, that was the highlight of of that All-Star. Um, but I mean, it's been great to see the level of excitement from uh, from all men's and women's, uh, I guess, to see the Women's Hockey League now come into fruition. And uh, Billie Jean King and everyone in, in, who took part in, in making that happen, uh, good on you. And we're excited to see the level of the, the excitement that it builds on. But um, 
I mean, it's it's the end of our time together, but thank you so much for speaking with me. It's been a pleasure to to recap this whole thing with soccer and and, and the Leafs and um I I I hope you really uh, join my conversation with Joshua Cloak, the author and staff writer for the Athletic. Uh, you can reach Joshua on his uh, socials. If you enjoy this episode and you'd like to help support the podcast, feel free to share with others, post about on social media, or leave a rating or review. To catch all the latest from me, you can follow the show on all social media platforms. I've been your host, Shigmi Keltzang. Thanks for tuning into the show.